Welcome back. It's been a minute. Yeah, been a couple of weeks. A I, well, I was sick last week, so. That's, yeah, uh, you know, we we have these plans for everything we want to do. Just never really works out. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, shit happens. But we are getting the ducks. Like that's, that's not that's a non-negotiable. We're getting we're getting the ducks. Definitely, definitely getting the ducks. Um, you can keep the baseball duck. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, shit happens, but we 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 always find a way to, uh, you know, figure it out, and that's uh that's really uh how it's how it goes. Uh, we got we yeah, got some I mean, plans for the future. Yep, yep. We're, we're gonna get it done uh, by the new year. Hopefully, getting back in person soon because yeah. I mean, we're at what episode one hundred now. Like, we are at a we hit triple digits. We hit triple digits, baby. Episode one hundred to. Uh, to uh a hundred and a thousand more right or a hundred and nine that's a more. lot of, that's a lot of fucking episodes man what's the next what's the next milestone really 200 or 250 i mean let's get to 150 first because <laughs> 150 is about another year that's yeah 150 brings us to the next world series next world series yeah so let's get let's get through next season first <laughs> Then we can start looking at, at other milestones because <laughs> let's put it this way. This is the first full season we did. And we still had some bumps in the road, you know. Thankfully, uh, we all stayed relatively healthy. Um, yeah. yeah, I was I was good all the way up until the <laughs> until the end. Listen, we pulled Justin Turner, you know, last game of the year. We decided, you know, <laughs> can't do it. Gotta gotta pull the plug there. <laughs> I'm getting COVID at the end of there. Thankfully, we didn't get COVID though, thankfully. Knock on wood. Uh, I'm fully um, immune. Yeah, I know. I probably, I probably am at this point anyway. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, like, let's be real. I definitely had it at some point this you year. Had it, if not at least twice last year. Like, we've made it through two COVID seasons, though. Mm-hmm. We've made it through, and we're gonna make it through. A third. God knows whatever 2019 was for us. I thought, you know, we were getting started. Uh, yeah. You know, looking back at 2019, like, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You were yeah, editing, you, you were editing you everything. No idea. Um, I mean, but uh, you were. Bre- like I, no one ever stuck a microphone in front of your face before, really. Never, ever, like literally never. So and I was transitioning from radio, yeah, to podcast, which is two totally different animals. I've probably mentioned it before, but very, they, they're very different. I mean, I listened to your show uh, a few weeks ago when you were up at uh, ESU. Oh, when I was back at school, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I fucked it, up here and there. It's it's completely different, you know. Uh, it's not it the same at all. So, it it's a completely different animal because when you're doing radio and you know, I, and I love doing radio, man, I do. It's 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 scheduled. It's a rigid thing podcasting it's so free-flowing and and there's so much more freedom and obviously obviously with us having mac and mike on as regularly as we have you know you can't do four voices on radio it doesn't always work no uh, four voices on a podcast doesn't always work either but we make it work yeah i mean four fours fours a lot you know like the only thing of four in radio that i could ever think of is uh the breakfast club when they have on a guest though right you know it's yeah, they're they're it's so different, and and the fact that we've made it to episode 100 is pretty damn cool in my opinion. Because let's be real here, 
by 2019 we were like holy shit we can get to episode 15 you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah like by the end of 2019 we were just wondering what the fuck yeah. then 2020 hit covid oh, and we're like, well now what do we do thank i mean first yeah. off before we go any further let's just shout out harrison bader nick yes. gordon uh, kyle. kyle martin kyle yep and uh i mean Jim. everyone who's really ha- mark yep those guys are great man yeah love uh them. ptp yeah ptp that's right and My uh boy. justin justin uh, on base or whatever whatever he goes yeah. by now not well nothing he doesn't do right he works with yeah. yeah um no we've had to get to this point it's been it's been a journey to say the least mm-hmm. so from reminiscing for far too long to uh some more saturn news uh, i believe it was mo- yeah monday night monday morning actually eduardo perez broke the news actually which was very yes. strange to me uh regardless Why? uh I, I, didn't, I wouldn't expect him to break that kind of news but they were friends, weren't they? Were they? I thought, I mean, I thought so. I, I thought that's what I heard on MLB Network. I I, I could be wrong, though. You, I don't have MLB Network anymore. I got to remember that. Oh, that's right. Um, Eduardo Perez broke the news Monday morning that longtime uh, Met reliever and, and one of the most reliable arms in baseball history, you could argue. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Feliciano passed away in his sleep at the age of 45. Uh, this one sucks because... Pedro never got the love and and I think the respect that he deserved on a larger scale. Like Mets fans loved him. You know, that's just how it was. You know, this guy was rock solid over a course of five seasons. He pitched in 406 or 408 games, which is absurd, <laughs> including I think 92 in 2010, 2009, yeah, so. maybe. 2009. We're on he, he had a streak of 80. 82, 86, yeah. and 92. That's something absurd yeah. where they just use him all the time, earning the nickname Perpetual Pedro. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was damn good. I think his career area was like a 3 5 3. Uh, somewhere around there. In I'm, that not, ballpark. I'm not sure. I didn't look up as a lefty specialist. Yeah. Um, one of my all time favorite Mets. Like, I know I talk, you know, people talk about Piazza, they talk about Keith Hernandez, DeGrom, David Wright, Jose Wright. Yeah, Pedro Feliciano was so underrated, man. Sidearm lefty. He, one of the reasons why I wish I threw sidearm. Lefty. Him and Chad Bradford with the with the the submarine. <laughs> Sub. I always wanted to be like those in little league. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean Pedro Feliciano passing away at the age of forty five. Uh, yeah. Career WAR of five point seven. Not bad. Not bad for a reliever. For a reliever who pitched in 484 games. Yeah, I mean, really, his the bulk of his career really was 06 to 10 because he only had one more in 2012, right, where he came back. Um, the 2012. Yeah. 2012. Uh, 2013. 2013. And uh, he was up in 04, 03, 04, right? And uh, 02, 02, 04. Yep. Yeah. And then in 05, he went over to Japan, but he wasn't he wasn't good those first three years. And then goes to Japan, he comes back, and you know he was the arguably the best reliever in the Mets bullpen uh, of t- 2006. You know, 
That team that was really ERA of two point oh nine. Two oh nine, yeah. I think it was a low three and oh eight, right? Three oh three. Three point oh nine. A whole run. Three point oh nine. Uh yeah, he was, you know, he was dominant and he uh let, let me read you some numbers here from Pedro Fusco. Yeah, let's hear it. 06 to 2010. Career uh, an ERA of 3.09 in that that those five years. Four. Four seasons. Okay. Are you counting 2010? Was he good? 06, in 06 and 2010. This oh, okay. So that's, that's a, yeah, that's five years. Really the bulk of his career. 408 games. Mm-hmm. Finished 63 of them. An out shy of 300 innings. That's in four seasons, 06, 07, 08, five seasons. Yeah. Which is absurd for a reliever. 300 innings in five seasons. Mm-hmm. Only allowed 22 home runs. Kept the ball in the ballpark. It's pretty good. 280 strikeouts and almost 300 innings. Mm-hmm. Faced 1,290 batters. For an ERA plus of 136. And what was his ERA? His ERA plus in 2006 was what, 210, 213, something like that, right? 06, 210. Was, yep. 210? Yeah, ridiculous. Absurd. You know, it's, he's, uh, he was just, just maybe, maybe, I feel like he was maybe even a little underappreciated during his playing days, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I love them. You know, I always felt comfortable when he was coming in compared to some guys, Aaron Heilman, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be. But that, yeah, this one, that family. one hits home. He was jet skiing yeah. with his family the day before. Yeah. Uh, he was diagnosed in 2013 with a small hole in his heart. Really? Don't know if that had anything to do with his unfortunate passing. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no word on there weren't really any details past cause, sleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, thoughts and prayers to Pedro's family, friends, and former teammates, obviously. Because actually, one of my friends met him really? last game of the year, last home game of the year this year. She told me that that's I right, was very, very jealous because I love Pedro they, Feliciano, one of they, my all time favorite men. They put him up on the screen, I remember that they did, yep, yeah. And uh, you know, she actually met him outside of City Field and he threw her a follow on Insta and all this stuff. And it's like, this guy was a man of the people. You know, I thought he would make a damn good coach. Um, His brother was a coach with the angels. He was right. Yeah. Uh, 19 and 20. Yeah. But either way, thoughts and prayers to his family. Yeah. I think he has three kids. Yeah. Um, so wishing the best for them in their grieving process, even though they'll probably never end up hearing this, but still, yeah, but, uh, just That's sucks. David Wright said he's never seen a lefty specialist command a locker room. Yeah. Like Pedro did. I mean, it makes sense. Like yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised whatsoever. You know, it was Although, also a very I, I, Latin I will team. admit. Yeah. I will admit I do have a, a special appreciation for him signing with the Yankees, taking their money and not pitching an inning for them. <laughs> Forgot about that. That would hurt when he went over the Yankees. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. RIP Pedro Feliciano. Mm-hmm. Gone way too soon. Thoughts and prayers to his family. 
Uh, on to more pleasant news. Well, unless you're a fan of the Phillies, Marlins, Nationals, and Mets, really. Astros. The Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Astros, yeah. The Atlanta Braves are your 2021 World Series champions. Forget about them. Yes. Um, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Does it? Well, considering I was rooting for the Astros, I had Astros in six. I, I it sucks for me. All right. Um, but I did want to before we get into it. Be careful. I don't want us getting canceled because the fuck chop. that. Fuck them. Fuck that. Um, anyway, love the chop. Anyway. Chop on, baby. Let's go. Before I get it, we get into all this. I do want to make a point because it has pissed me off severely watching everyone root against the Astros <laughs> simply because they are cheaters. Now, let me educate you people. The Astros did cheat. Yes, they did. The Astros were punished. Yes, they were. Did the punishment fit the crime? No. We all know that. And they'll be offered them immunity. They took full advantage of that. Bada bing, bada boom, players weren't punished. Okay. We talked about last episode. Is it kind of time to move forward from this? Um, I personally am like, let's get over it. Let's, let's focus on the actual game. These guys are good players. Mm-hmm. They've shown that. Obviously, rough World Series for Correa, Bregman. Uh, Altuve kind of broke out of it later on in the series. Yeah. But uh, a rough World Series for them, nonetheless. Jordan Alvarez, an atrocious World Series. Uh, but these guys are good players. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in that. That being said, Back to the initial point of rooting against them because they are cheaters. Let me just explain something to all of you wonderful idiots. Um, the Atlanta Braves were caught cheating, actually, in 2017 to the point where their former GM, who really built this World, World Series roster for the most part, the, the core of it, mm-hmm. was banned for life. John Coppola was banned for life and the Braves were stripped of 12 prospects. And at the time, it was an unprecedented punishment. And this is from the Los Angeles Times. For what the league said was a three-year circumvention of international signing rules. Long story short, the Braves kind of play with the numbers to be able to use money or more money, send more money internationally and, and, and sign higher guys, better guys, blah, blah, blah. The big name really in this all was uh, Kevin Maton, Venezuelan shortstop at the time was 17, who then was kind of released, and I forgot where he went. I don't remember who picked him up. But he's 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 on the cusp of of the majors actually. Is he? I think I believe so. At Twenty years old. I think I think I heard some some rumblings. Um. Anyway, John Coppola joins Pete Rose, 
uh, former Cardinals scouting director Chris Correa, which was another issue with the hacking scandal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that one. And Henry Mejia, who actually got his ban reversed. Hasn't played a pitch again at all, but still. No. Uh, as the only players to be banned from Major League Baseball. As the only players, as the only people to be banned from Major League Baseball. So to tell me that you're rooting for the Atlanta Braves because the Astros cheated, I cannot take you seriously. The guy who built the core of this World Series roster, you know, he helped uh, draft Freeman, I, I believe. Um, so he so he acquired Max Fried and Dansby Swanson in trades. Ian Anderson, AJ Minter, and Austin Riley were all drafted during a time period where he had rather significant power. Um, so I mean that alone is a huge chunk of why the the, the Braves won the World Series this year. Um. In addition to Jorge Soler having the series of a lifetime, Eddie Rosario having the NLCS of a lifetime. Okay. And Anthopolis obviously making the right moves with the deadline. But, like, the core itself, I believe Acuna and Albies were already in the system. So, he I probably had... Acuna would have been 2016. So, yes. He was... Right. He had his no. handprints all over 2014. That. 2014. So he was still in the organization until, since 06, though, right? Yes. So therefore, but, he, you know, the product of that. So, so here's the issue or the uh, the fault in that argument. What the fuck do they have to do with that? What do you mean? What do these players have to do with that? They have nothing to do with that. Oh, no, absolutely nothing. Now, I understand. Whereas that- it's directly the Astros. It is directly Carlos Correa. It is directly Jose Altuve. These, these are the guys that actually did it. None of these Braves players actually did that. Again, I understand that, and, and you're right. You know, it's it's a little – it's very different. As, as you and I talked about this, mm-hmm. very different. But the premise of I don't like the Astros because they cheated. Well, the Braves cheated too. The organization cheated. It's very different, though. The, the Cardinals, it, they cheated. It, you know, it, the Yankees, the Red Sox, they all cheated. Known, it's caught. You know. Yeah. You, you, the the but the moral high ground. It, there's stop. There's a difference between cheating on the field and cheating in the front office, though. Right. I'm not that. saying I'm not saying that either has any integrity. These both have both have zero integrity. But and again, I do think it's it's a part of does the punishment fit the crime. And with the Astros, it did not because, as oh. you said, it's the players directly, and they were offered full immunity. Therefore, they couldn't have been punished. Yep. So do I do I understand where the anger is coming from? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think, oh, the Astros are cheaters. <laughs> really? Just get over it. It happened. They were granted. They, they took advantage of the immunity. They were granted. You got to get over it. What, what, what if it was the Phillies, though, per se? Oh, would you be? They, they would not shut the fuck up. Hold, hold on, hold on. Would you? Would you feel the same way though? Because you like the Astros and you've liked the Astros for I, probably about a decade, so yeah. it, it, the contrast is having it be a division rival. Yeah, a team that you actually do not like. 
Is there a difference? Well, that would only make the, me hate them more. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the Astros, yes. Do I think what they did was right? Mm-hmm. No. Do I think they cheated? Yes. Did they think from the beginning? Yes. I mean, let's be real. The evidence was all there. You couldn't deny that. If it was a team like the Phillies, yeah. same exact situation as the Astros. Same exact situation. I would hate the players more than okay. the organization itself. So, I don't think people hate the organization, really. I think people mostly hate the players. Well, I mean, you look at guys like Brantley, uh, Kyle Tucker. They're getting the, the shit end of this. They, because... they weren't there. That, right, but that's just being a part of the team, though. Right, that's being on the same They're team as Carlos Correa. That's being on the same team as Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel. So now, now Alex here's Bregman. my question. Now, now, here's where it gets interesting, and we're, we're straying from the World Series a little bit. But a guy like Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. obviously, going to be in high demand this offseason. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, but as a fan of, and, and this is where I would love to have Maca here today, a fan like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. A fan base that's incredibly outspoken uh, against the Astros and these players. Mm-hmm. Oh, sign Correa, sign! I just dropped my through my pen. <laughs> sign Correa, sign, sign everyone. Well, hold on a second. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Sign Correa, you were booing the living hell out of him. Oh, because he's a cheater. Suddenly, because he's willing to take your money, I, I I think I think the problem with Correa more so has to do with his mouth, him doubling down, him being the guy who jumped into the fire and fucking right. brought a backpack of gasoline. Really, I mean, you know, I feel like that was more so to do with the Correa hatred because yeah, Altuve got shit. That's because he's he's good. You know how much shit did Yuli Gurriel really get? throughout the year compared to them. But he, I mean, I saw something. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez is really the biggest benefactor. Yeah, well. From all that, of this, and he. That's a, that's an obvious standpoint. The guy sucked for fucking years, and then he gets randomly fucking good. Come on. I mean, he was he was obviously, uh, obviously a, a big, a big uh, contributor to this, so. And then he won a World, World Series with the, the Red Sox the next year, right? Was he with the Sox that Did year? No, I think he was with the Twins. Oh, it might have, it might have been like 2019 with the Sox. And last year he was with the Sox. Yeah. And this year. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but yeah, we strayed a little bit from the World Series. Uh, Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. Yes, sir. You want to talk about a World Series for the ages? He went six or twenty. Yeah. Half of his hits were home runs, six ribbies, and they were clutch too. It wasn't like they were just any old hits; they were clutch hits. Yeah, I mean, he was the he hit a homer to lead off the fucking World Series. First player ever in one hundred seventeen different one hundred seventeenth World Series. First yep. player to do that. Yeah, and I think Crazy. he was the first player to also lead off a World Series as well, or lead off a, a playoff series with a home run, and hit a grand slam, I believe. Okay. In the same series. I don't, I'm not sure if that's 100% I haven't correct. heard that, but... I, I think I, I thought I saw it somewhere. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. I could be wrong. 
or maybe it was some, or maybe to go back to back to take the lead or something like that. Maybe I forgot uh, what it was because he, he, he did hit a grand slam in the World Series, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I believe his three homers were literally the only reasons he has six RBIs. Because I don't well, think he had RBIs. That, it doubles. would have to be. He would have to have. He would have had three home runs, six RBIs. That had to be two solo and a grand slam. Which was, I think was solo was a second back to back. The initial home run. I think he had a grand slam. No. It's it's been a, it's been a few few weeks. It's been a few no. Days. So it's the lead off the game, the back to back with Dansby, and then the fuck Dansby, the fucking out of the park in game six. So then it was. Well, that wasn't a grand slam. Nope. Duvall hit a grand slam. Duvall hit the grand slam. Thank you. Yes, that's yeah. who it was. Duvall I knew hit a, someone hit a few home runs. He, he was he was probably uh, you know up there top five for MVP. Oh yeah. But uh, but can we can we talk about that absolute piss missile that Solaire it. hit? Love it in Houston. You know, I mean, MLB uh, Network shoving it down the throats. I know you don't have it, but shoving it down the throats of everyone. If you watched MLB Network over the past uh, two weeks, well, if you watched MLB Network last week, uh, the Albert Pujols home run. Yeah, Houston, from 05. 05. Yeah. yeah, they do. They were nonstop shoving that down the throats of everyone. Or was that 04? I don't remember what year that was now. One of those two, but yeah. Oh, Brad Lidge, right? Yes. I think that was 05. Lidge was perfect in 05, right? What? Lidge was like perfect in 05, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Brad they, Lidge, talk about seriously reliever. Jeez. They, they just kept on showing that shit nonstop, dude. Jorge Soler is the third midseason acquisition. Mm hmm. To win World Series MVP, can you name the other two? Mid-season. Uh, wait, say it again. Mid-season. He's the third mid-season acquisition. Acquisition to win the World Series MVP. Can you name the other two? No. Okay, okay I'll, I'll give you a hint. We did yeah. mention. We mentioned the team. One of the the most recent one. We mentioned that team recently. In talking about. Cheating actually. Oh shit. I don't remember who won, honestly. Who won 2018 Steve Pierce. Okay. And 1969. Oh fire. Don Clendenon. Isn't it Clendenon? Maybe. I've I've heard it both ways. I don't know. Who knows? He does. (laughs) Interesting. Um, didn't know that. He is also the second Cuban-born player to win the World Series MVP. To who? Who who the other one is? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Not Yasiel Puig. Uh, no, it's not. And that was where my mind went. I'm trying to remember who else. Oh, Levon Hernandez in 97. Oh, okay. There you go. I knew about that. Yeah. They mentioned they said it while they were talking to him. Yep. It was also yeah. in the next line if I kept reading. Um did you did you but watch he, every game? Um, I didn't watch every out of every game, but I watched. No, I well, tried you, to watch. You watched every game. You like I saw to, yeah. you saw you saw every game though. 
I, I mean, believe so. We we were together for game five. Five. What was yeah. that? Game five. Yeah. What no, was, it Halloween? was it Halloween? What was Halloween? No, day before. Halloween was game five. So we were there for game. We get hang out for game, game five. four. That no, game four. Brutal Halloween party. No, it was Saturday. Would be game four. Yes, Saturday was game four. Yeah, that's the, the the stand up the cancer stuff, which I absolutely love. Yes, that, that yes, they do that. yes. Sunday was Halloween, which was game five. Yes, in Atlanta, which they lost. Yes. So we were together for game four at that god awful Halloween party. Yes. Where you went dressed as a serial killer, which was always an elite costume. Um. What, that was a weird night. Anyway, redneck. You were a redneck. I went with so. comfort. Okay. I went with absolute comfort. Which I realized we haven't haven't recorded since before Halloween. So I didn't get a chance to throw on the stitch onesie for the podcast. Yeah. Next week. All right. Next week. No, no. I can't walking around wearing a onesie in November is just weird, man. No, it's appropriate. It's cold out, nice and snuggly. Anyway. I, I thought it was one of the better World Series. Uh, yes. You know, over yes. the past. I mean, yeah. I feel like just because of last year, last year I was, you know, me personally anyway, starving for a real World Series. And uh, I watched at least a few innings of every game this year, uh, uh, of, the, of the playoffs and World Series. Uh, probably the first time that I've done that in – I couldn't even tell you. Uh, it was also we had a different team in the NL too. It, was, it wasn't the Dodgers were there. It wasn't yeah. you know because the Dodgers were in what three, three of the last seventeen, six? eighteen, so that's five, twenty. Yep. Yeah. I mean the it's the Dodgers and the Astros. You pretty much know they're going to the championship series. The right. Dodgers. I mean, you sent me it earlier. the The Dodgers play the, the Dodgers winner. Dodgers lost the. <laughs> Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost or, or were you, the winner. To to win the World Series, you have to beat the Dodgers. That's really, that's that's the that's the outcome. Oh, since and, since twenty sixteen. Don't forget the finalists in twenty fifteen as well. The Mets. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if twenty fourteen they had no. you know they, they lost the Giants or not, but no. You know, it's I don't, I don't even know if they were there in twenty fourteen. I mean, they must have, but. I think they were. That was the beginning of the. I think the Giants were a wild card team. Uh, yeah, they were. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Dodgers. It's irrelevant. Unless, yeah, I don't know. But uh, um, which was the year that Archie Bradley hit the triple uh, in the wild card game? I'll go with twenty, either seventeen or eighteen. Okay, because I don't remember. It was. It was. Diamondbacks Rockies, which is looking back, hindsight, Jesus Christ, how the hell did we let that happen? Um, yeah, I don't remember, but that was a fun one. Um, anyway, you know, let me ask you this. Yep. As a pitcher. Yep. Do you find that there's a slight bias toward hitters in in World Series voting? Because I mean, Tyler Matzik and, and sorry, not Sack. As he's affectionately known, I mean that dude is is absurd. In October, yeah, biggest balls on any pitcher I've ever seen. Oh yeah, 
Came right at every hitter, dude. Mm-hmm. Had zero like, fear. Do you think that was a little biased? Uh, no. I think that that one inning in the World Series where uh, he kind of got fucked up, by, fucked by the defense and ended up giving up four runs in that one inning. Uh, I think that was really, you know, the uh, – the, the big issue with it but it it's there, yeah yeah it's also hard like unless unless it's a guy like you know like madison Baumgartner in 2014 you know where right. he was uh you know he started two or three games or whatever it was and then he was coming in relief like every other fucking game like you know that that deserves an mvp right or strasburg but, shoving in yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. strasburg yeah well he came out of the bullpen too another another good example uh right you right. know, so, so like that. It, uh, if it's like those, that, then those then are the, the last two pitchers to win World Series MVP. Yeah, I want to. I don't know before that prior, but but Cole maybe Hamilton maybe. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Um. And uh. But so you don't think there was a bias? No, I think it was appropriate. I think it was uh. Yeah, I mean, it was how, how could you not give it to Solaire? Really? No. I'm, I'm just asking because Matzik fucking shoved that three headed monster of Matzik, Minter, and, and Smith. Yeah. You know, that Filthy. was just what, five runs of 15 innings? Uh, yeah. Correct. And Matzik allowed four of those in that one inning. Like, yeah. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, I believe that all started off because of a uh, a Dansby Swanson error too. So yeah, and then I think he walked a couple guys and yeah. So you know it's uh, it w- wasn't it wasn't completely fault to his own. So no, and, and I wonder if it was how many of those were earned because um, I don't think any of them would have been uh, if it started out with an error. Three of the four, I believe, ended up being. I don't remember exactly, but either, either way. Mm-hmm. Um, Braves are World Series champs. Tyler Matzik has massive fucking balls. Yes. Um, Jorge Soler was the World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. Alex Anthopoulos did a fantastic job crafting that roster at the deadline, getting what he needed to do. weren't They weren't big deals either. No. They were these small side deals. October, you know. When you tell the story of this World Series, though, and and this will be the last thing I have at least, is it's. Hank Garrett has his hampering all over this. Um, yeah. Between the relationship between him and Dusty, him and Snicker, and uh, cool fact that it's been circulating the internet and it's true. And I looked this up mm-hmm. before the All Star break. The Braves won forty four games. Yes. After the All Star break, the Braves won forty four games. Billy, what number did Hank Aaron wear? 44. I guess you could say those, this was meant to be. Yeah. I, guess, I think it was one of those, that this was just a team of fate. Yep. Uh, and Hank Aaron. Yeah. It's a shame that, you know, they couldn't, he couldn't really, he couldn't be there to, to enjoy it, but. Yeah. You know, oh, play, also, imagine fucking Major League Baseball. Why? You take the All-Star game out of Atlanta, fuck you, we're just going to win the World Series. 
yeah. I mean, they, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, well, oh, did uh, you see the, um, and the cops um, trying to arrest Matzik at the parade? Yes. Dude, by the way, did you see the fucking bus, dude? They were fucking flying. Dude, fucking zooming. Dude, all of them. The trucks behind them that were having the, had like you know whatever players were in were in the pickup trucks. The trucks, yeah. Fucking flying too, dude. They were booking it. What? Why? It's so like, weird. What's the point of that? Yeah, I saw. I, you I might mean, have where's the sound? Everything's a little slowed down a little <laughs> bit. You know, you would think, hey, you know, slow it down, enjoy it. It's it's Atlanta. You know, just enjoy the day. Yeah, you just expect you- like the fucking, you know, if the Mets won the World Series, buses are booking it. Because you can't stop, you can't stop Manhattan traffic. You can't, you can't do that. Did Did you see that? Uh, some guy he was showing the uh, the video of it, and he goes, uh, "You want to know how you could tell Atlanta hasn't had a championship in twenty five years?" And he showed the video. This bus driver has no idea how to do a parade, dude. He's fucking flooring it. <laughs> like, dude, well, that's- remember. Atlanta sports have not done well recently in championships. No, this but, guy did not expect to have to do this. But <laughs> yeah, the guy it's was the like Falcons, the Bulldogs. The, the guy was like, also it was I think it I think it was the longest uh, in like miles. It was like a three mile parade. parade, right? Yeah, I think well, that's they so- had it in I think Fulton County and the city of Atlanta. So they yes. had like kind of keep it with it like so in a, a certain they, radius. They went from like. I forgot where in Atlanta, but then they had to go to Truist Park. Yep. So it was a huge, huge, you like, dude, so, so far. So the guy, the guy was like, either this guy fucking forgot to take a shit before he went. And now he's really fucking regretting <laughs> it. Or he just has no idea what he's doing. Cause oh, dude, God. he had to be going like 30 miles an hour. Like, dude, yeah, you're supposed you to go like 15. Meanwhile, Dansby fucking caught a beer. Yes. While they're booking it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Still fuck Dansby. I don't like Dansby. <laughs> That's just a personal thing. I don't know why. I still don't know why I don't like Dansby. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You want to know what's even more fucked up? Last week or two weeks ago now, actually, you you said that I looked like Dansby with the hair. I was like, fuck that. Fuck you. You, you. you, yeah, you were growing your you hair. Said, a little you said bit, with the hair and the beard. A little scruff, a little bit. Yeah. yeah no, fuck, you, you, fuck you had a little you. Dansby esque. Um, do you have any other uh, yeah. final final notes? Fuck the cop who tried to arrest Matzik. Yes. Fucking dumbass. Fuck the, the parade bus driver. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> and fuck, man. Fuck Dansby. <laughs> no, but seriously, congrats to the Atlanta Braves, their fans. Um, and Freddie Freeman. I mean, yeah. we went Deserves the entire it. segment here without talking about him. Yeah. Freddie Freeman. You know, it was, it was the... Last run of the World Series, too. Hit, hit the and home run in the seventh inning of game six. Took a note out of Anthony Rizzo's uh, playbook and pocketed that ball. Icon- that last another, another iconic photo. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, just uh, all around. It was, it was a very good World Series, very competitive throughout. Very. Um, yeah. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm, as Mac has said, said to us earlier in the group chat, you know, I miss baseball already. Yeah, yeah, me too, hundred um, percent. I just have one, one final note, and that's yeah. 
just so you remember. Trust me. I, 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 it's, yeah, I know. All right. So that wraps up the season. What a wonderful season it was. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves and all of their fans. Let's move on to the offseason. And uh, a lot of players are now free agents. And uh, I already hate the offseason. <laughs> and I already uh, hate it. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the qualifying offers. Yes, I do have it up. I, oh, cool. I did at least. Um, there it is. So you I want to read off the names? Four, I believe 14 players. Yeah. Got a QO. And mm-hmm. the qualifying offer was set at 18.4, I believe. Yep. So the premise of a qualifying offer, a team offers a one-year contract, $18.4 million is preset. I think based the on the average, average of the top 25 paid players. 30, right? Yeah. I th- yeah. Might even be fucking 50. I'm not sure. I know it's like the top a certain amount of players. Top X, yeah. It's the average of those guys. And you can't get a qualifying offer if you've received one prior. Mm-hmm. Which was why you will see a guy like Marcus Stroman get it. Right. Um and there are actually some interesting names here. Starting sure. with Rizal Iglesias from the mm-hmm. Angels getting a qualifying offer. Now, he had a strong season. Yeah. Uh, and he probably will command a multi-year deal yes. with the way that relievers are, you know, the, the need for relievers these days. I wouldn't be surprised if he does accept the QO mm. as a just a, a security blanket getting that salary this year. Yeah, because but, relievers but, you can be so it's to be so volatile. That's the thing, though. What if, what if you shit next year? Yeah, you know. It, so it, it, it's he willing to bet on himself, and and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it. But I'm also not counting on him to take it. I, I don't think he'll take it. I think he'll go with the long term money. Yeah. Uh, the obvious one here is Carlos Correa getting one from the Astros. Obviously, he turned it down already. <laughs> and they already lowballed him with an offer five years, one sixty. Yep. Um, which I think, if you look at Altuve's deal, it's six for one fifty. Yes, it's relatively the same thing. I mean, I, I understand trying, trying, given, but that's just kind of an insulting offer. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, just I guess hope for the hometown discount, really, and see where see where that goes. Try to yeah. uh, lowball the shortstop market as of right now, too. So, yeah, and you got to remember what Lindor Lindor set this market last March, back in March, with by, by the, what one, twelve for three forty one, right? Yes, by one million, yeah. Over he Tatis, set this. He and Tatis set this market. Yes. So these guys are going to be looking for for three hundred plus. Yeah. Especially, especially considering Lindor had a horrible year. By, yeah. by Lindor standards, but that could hurt them. Teams might be weary, right? It's it, and, and also you look at a lot of these guys. How, how many of them are actually going to stick at shortstop for a long for long term? I mean, right. Gray, well, uh, let me go through. Let me go through the list and then. <laughs> all right. Before we get ahead of ourselves, but yes. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting one that I, I I like this move. Justin Verlander, getting a qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. Thirty eight years old wants to pitch till he's forty five. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, through a bullpen for teams. Yeah, a handful of scouts. Weekend. Went. Yeah, a couple days. Twenty-five ago. scouts were there. 
The Mets sent two. He's had preliminary talks with the Yankees as well as some other teams. Obviously, it looks like he's going to decline the qualifying offer, but a very interesting concern. He Not necessarily. Zero uh. innings last year, coming back from Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Um, and again, 38 years old. Definitely a, an interesting move from the Astros. I don't blame them necessarily, given that starting pitching did fail them this postseason. Mm-hmm. And Ver, if Ver, I, I strongly believe that if Verlander's healthy, this World Series is totally different. You just say the same thing about Charlie Morton and Mike Soroka. Yeah. Lance McCullough. And, yep. You know, you have those four guys. It, it's, it, I think it's you're really it, looking at better World Series. It, well, much more low scoring, you'd imagine. But you yeah, know we're, what? I can't we're, we're done with the World Series. This. No, no, I have to bring up one thing. Fucking Zach Granke. Fucking legend. Oh, yeah. The last pitch ever get a hit. Yeah. Most likely. Well, so yeah, not definitely. Zach, Zach Granke, you fucking legend. <laughs> Still um, needs that home okay. run and stolen base. Yeah, hopefully soon. Freddie Freeman getting a qualifying off from the Braves. Obviously, that's just a formality. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to look for the money. Obviously, 18.4 is on the lower end of what he's expecting to get. Yeah. 12 years in, though, so I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what he gets mm-hmm. in terms of the length. Robbie Ray from the, the Toronto Blue Jays getting a qualifying offer. Um, Cy Young candidate, top three, led lead strikeouts, and mm-hmm. really just reinvented himself and, and gave his career a nice kickstart up in Toronto. They're going to look to keep him. Uh, he's going to look to probably get paid big time off of one year. Blue Jays also tendered Marcus Simeon a qualifying offer. So, I mean, also an MVP finals for the second time in three seasons or four seasons, maybe. Nah, I can't um, remember now. With the, the COVID year fucks everything up. Yeah, I know. Simeon so, had an insane year uh, uh, with 40-plus home runs, 100-plus RBIs, and I think he hit, like, 280, 290. Right? Uh, Yeah, something like that. I don't remember numbers off the top of my head, honestly. He's an interesting case because he was on a one-year bridge deal. Yeah. Bet on his, Betting gamble, on, himself, on himself. Yeah. And it paid off. Yeah. Uh, Corey Seager, another one of those shortstops you mentioned, getting QO from the Dodgers. Chris mm-hmm. Taylor getting a qualifying off from the Dodgers. This one kind of threw me threw me off for a minute. No surprise. Uh, a name not Best here player. from the Dodgers is Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Hold on. Just an interesting situation. Nah, we'll get there. Relax. Uh, all right. Uh, Brandon Belt getting a qualifying off from the Giants. I think he'll probably end up taking it. You'd imagine. I'm not sure what the market's looking like for first baseman, especially a guy his age. And here's where the pain comes in. Michael Conforto getting Pretty a qualifying declined. off from the Mets. Already declining. He's a Boris client. This will be very interesting to see how this plays out. Had a down year. Could have bet on himself and taken that one-year deal and try and to stock himself, his, but re-up his value. Um, uh, I wouldn't rule out a return, but I also wouldn't put money on it. Well, yeah, and we'll we'll get to that next week. Next week we'll have yeah, a, yeah, uh, we'll do a little more we'll in-depth our, stuff. Well, we'll do Noah Syndergaard next next week. Noah Syndergaard got a QO and it. All signs are pointing to him accepting it uh, from his social media activity. That. 
hasn't hasn't pitched in two years and only well sorry he's had two innings in two years so yeah I, I, Red Sox gave not. Eduardo Rodriguez a qualifying offer who has been arguably trash their most reliable starter he's been arguably and they also not even arguable. win a lot of they win he's a been, lot of his starts yes they do that's because they have a fi- fucking dy- dynamic fucking offense dynamite offense explosive it is elite yes. he is fucking garbage uh nick castellanos by the way opted out of his deal yep. only for the reds to offer him a qualifying offer <laughs> which is interesting because there are now reports saying the reds are looking to get rid of anybody making significant money this is has to be for the draft pick only yeah yeah of course how much of a fuck you would it be if castellanos it, accepts it he's not gonna <laughs> Yeah, no. he had he one had of the best year. offensive years this year and led uh, – he's had 40-plus doubles over the past four seasons, I think, excluding 2020, it's obviously. Insane, yeah. Uh, crazy. He'll, he'll get he'll a nice it. long-term deal. Yeah. At 28, 29, I think? Or is he 31? He is – see, 29 or 30. Yeah. And the last one to get a qualifying offer, obviously, another short stuff we talked about, cover story from the Rockies – they decide to hold on to him, and they'll get the draft pick compensation when he inevitably leaves. Now, I mentioned Kershaw. Yep. Another name that surprised me, at least, not getting a QO, was John Gray from the Rockies. You there think was so? tons of talk about maybe trading him, uh, re-signing him. All signs are at the deadline where at least point they were trying to resign him. Mm-hmm. And there was talks about that. And obviously, you haven't heard anything about it. I mean, so still to, me, to lose a guy who is a rock solid starter, yeah, he's got great potential. For nothing. Interesting move from the Rockets. I mean, in eighteen. I understand not is not nothing. What? Eighteen point four is not nothing. Well, I said lose him for nothing. Oh, 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 gotcha. Right. I understand not wanting to pay that, especially. Yeah, but he's like definitely going to take. Always it, trying to keep you know, payroll close. Low, yeah. You're talking about a guy who. You know, he hasn't been great numbers wise. So, yeah. But he was a top three draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah. You know, where, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with him. But, uh, that one was an interesting one to me. Um, I, I think it these, makes sense because he's obviously going to take it. Right. Did any of these stand out to you? Offered? Any so. Any surprises? Yeah, offered, not offered. No, just ones that we talked about. And uh, Kershaw, talk about that now if you would like. Yeah, I mean, with Kershaw, it's interesting because all I ever see is Kershaw and Dodger Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. That's you look like you're about to cry. Me. You okay? No, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking. Max Scherzer didn't get one either. He can't. Oh, midseason acquisition, right? Yep. Traded. Gotcha. I was trying to think about that one real quick. Yeah. Um, but Kershaw not getting a qualifying offer means either the Dodgers know something about his injuries, which have been popping up more and more often lately, um, which you hate to see because the guy has is the best of our generation. No doubt. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. 
Yeah. As soon as he threw that pitch for 10 years, he was in the Hall of Fame. Like, yep. there's no doubt about that. Yep. Um, but it's interesting that the Dodgers are going to try and, and potentially move on from Kershaw. I can't no. see him anywhere else. They're not going to. I mean, the if they actually let him test the market, the one team that is a threat to do it is the Rangers. Talking about yeah, it's a, been... a team with a ton of money. They they they're also gonna they watch out for Trevor Story. You know, John Daniels still running things down there. It, they they got a ton of money. They've been saving up. They have a ton a ton of money right now, and they know that they they're have a good young core coming through. I think with um, Lighter, Josh Young, Jack Lighter, Sam yeah. Huff behind the plate, Adolis yeah. Garcia. Yeah. So there's some watch, good pieces down. Watch Texas. out and. Uh, Kershaw's from that area, so mm-hmm. uh, that if there is going to be anyone that takes him, it's going to be them. That takes him, sorry, it's going to be yeah. them. You know, and uh, but I I just, I just can't see it. I think the Dodgers are going to work something out with him. You know, can you really? Do you see him moving on or the Dodgers? I can't. I just think that if it does, I mean, Texas obviously it's something we've that's been linked for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard these rumors popping up uh, as recent as early as March, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Rangers are all going to be all in on pitching. The Angels are looking to be all in on pitching as well. Which, <laughs> listen, they proved it in this draft. Uh, they proved it in this draft this year. Doesn't mean shit. So they're looking to add an impact starter. Uh, the Blue Jays are looking to add another starter. I mean. Starting pitching is going to be at a who, who premium. Everyone's this looking for pitching. Season. I believe so. the GM meetings start this week, or for the Mets, the non-GM meetings. So, yeah, uh, I, th- I think San- Sandy and Stevie are there. I mean, listen, you got to bring out the big guns. Uh, oh, they, that's their entire report, fucking front office. <laughs> right. They reported that the Mets plan to talk to Boris regarding Chris Bryant at yes. the winter meetings. Now, if you're talking to Boris... Let's work something out with Conforto, please. I'm sure they will. Because you and I were there the last game of the year, and I was damn near ready to cry towards the end of that game. He, he was crying. I was there for Conforto's debut in 2015 against the Dodgers. I was there the next day. You were there with his first hit. Yep, that infield hit. You know, and, I, and then we were both there for what could have been the last game as a Met, and that one... Yeah, nobody's. He reminds me time. a lot of David Wright. He reminds me yeah. a lot of David Wright I, in the way he goes about his business, a quiet leader, if not wanting the attention on him. If you recall, I mean, I wish we were doing this back then because back then I used to, I used to say, Michael Conforto is a lefty David Wright. Yep, that's what he is. It's exactly we what he is in baseball. So, um, all right, so that's gonna hurt. Who? That's gonna hurt. Who who do you think do, does accept qualifying offer, if any? I I believe it's like a ten percent success rate of guys. Not no, even if that, yeah. It's how many? I mean, I think the Mets will go back to back with Stroman last year and Syndergaard this year. Syndergaard. I do think Brandon Belt will accept. I I agree. Anybody else? I... The only other one possibly I can see it is Eduardo Rodriguez. I see I see Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I also see him maybe saying no 
getting a test in the market and end up back with the Red Sox regardless. Could have happened too. I think that's probably um, more likely. That might be the route he takes. Because he was pretty I good in the playoffs. Though, I'll give him yes. that. Yes. I'll give him that much. And the only other one that I see with the possibility is Verlander. Yeah. But he was hitting, he was such a 98 with in the bullpen that he, he was. I thought it was 96. Team. Somewhere in that range. I think I thought he was sitting 95, 96. But, but I think he topped in 97, 98, maybe. I don't know. No, I, I, I'm just, I, what I saw, what I'm saying yeah, is what I saw what, is he well, topped top out at 95, head, yeah, 96. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. where he was sitting. But right. I, either one of us could either, be wrong. Either way, <laughs> one of us is wrong. Years, at 38 years old. Yes. Coming off of Tommy John topping in the night, high upper night, mid to upper 90s. Yep. I don't blame him for wanting to test his value. I also know he's comfortable in Houston. You know, he's, he's made it very much known that he's comfortable in Houston and he's enjoying it there. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's, it's a sustained winner, which will be interesting to see what they do in terms of replacing Correa. Because Correa is all but certainly gone. Uh, the other option is Trevor Story. Wouldn't that be something? They replace Correa with one of the other guys? I, I mean... Well, what's your other option? I don't think they have anybody really that's yeah. going to fill the shoes of Carlos Correa. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, it, I, I think it's probably going to be gonna one be of those. Two. Pitching too. Yeah. I mean, Frankie's um, also a free agent. Yeah. What team doesn't, like, like I said before, what team doesn't need pitching? Every team needs pitching. The Dodgers that's, don't. That's who? The Dodgers really don't. They they do. Who do they have right now? That's true. Strictly free agent, right? Walker right. Bueller. I mean, and Urias. And Urias. Well, Dustin May will be coming back. Yes, he will totally eventually. Until literally just I, now. I think he's not expected back until May though, or June. Right. right. So, um, but who Johnson, knows? I mean, and, we were told. It is, it is a we lot were told. They, they're flexible, yeah. We were told the same thing with Noah Syndergaard that he would have been ready by you know, and Luis Severino. Luis Severino. You know, they we were expecting them back in like May June, yeah. And neither of them got back until August and September. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Any it'll other notes on that? At least it'll be it'll be interesting because at the end of the day, it is a business, and the one thing that is very much or should be very much on the forefront of everyone's mind is the CBA. Yes. Um, which, I mean, Andrew Heaney getting $8 million should tell you all you need to know from one of the most intelligent organizations when it, at the, when it comes, when you boil down to it. Andrew Heaney getting $8 million from the eight and a half from the Dodgers. Yeah. And we haven't heard much about the CBA negotiations, which means hopefully all is well, mm-hmm. or there's nothing going on. It's one of the two. Very interesting. Yeah. I wonder what that means come December 1. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it's, uh, we, yeah, we, we get, we'll, we'll, very interesting to see. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's, that's really, uh, that's really it. You know, we can, you can't really hold much value in a lot of things right now. Like we, we've obviously never dealt with this on the podcast. Uh, 
with a CBA. With CBA. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be different, but I'm, I'm glad that we're going to be able to cover it because it's going to be a very, very wild off season, um, especially for our favorite teams, the Mets and the Yankees, you know, so it's, By it's the way, be the Yankees make it a little noise too. What do you mean? Uh, pretty much getting, getting a deal done with Luis Rojas to be the third base coach. That's right. Yep. Going cross, going cross town. Okay. Listen, you can say what you want. I liked Rojas. I did. I thought he's, First of all, he's a great baseball mind. I think he's a good I guy. Think he could use a couple more years. Yes. After all that time in the Mets organization, I thought he could be like a Brian Snicker, you know, spent all this time in the organization, then finally get his shot in one ring. Well, uh, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll come back. Who knows? Probably not. I feel I like it. that bridge is kind of burned after you do that, but we'll see. I mean, well, he he got shafted, man. He really did. He did, and Chili Davis had uh, some choice words about the uh, Mets hitting. And I still think they should bring back Chili. I think so, too. Uh, the, enough Mets, though. Um, Dusty Baker getting a new one-year yep. deal? Yep. Is this is this going to be his last year, you think? Uh, just by it being a one-year deal? I mean, they'll probably go year to year. I think that's really see, the idea behind it. See, we see yeah. what he wants to do because he came back with, you know, Obviously, he's coming back to try and win that World Series finally. Um, I I think the biggest problem, though, is that I think teams do get a little more motivated against the Astros. You know what I mean? Like, I, but also the Astros get a little more motivated, too. So, eh, cancels each other out. Uh, We'll see. I don't think so. I think, I think he'll probably come back for more. All right. Jace Tingler, after being fired by the Padres, uh, agreed to be a bench coach with the Twins. Interesting move, considering I don't think Jace Tingler is a very good coach at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have I that know? much. I'm just some schlub doing a podcast <laughs> in his bedroom. Um, you have that much talent. I mean, have the worst record in the second yeah, half. Seriously, come on. I mean, I know that they're pitching like Darvish got fucking railed when it come when it came to the fucking sticky substances, and but I mean, still. Regardless, yeah. I mean, that's that's just some light news there. Uh, not too much going on other than that. Uh, trying to think, if there's anything else I, I missed? Not that I know of, off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm I'm good on on uh, the signings. Other, the only other real news these days. Oh, Tucker Barnhart got traded by the way to the Tigers. That's right. Just a little, are, you know, small, small deal. Another team serious to to watch this offseason. Definitely, definitely watch the Tigers and the Rangers. I was very, about to say, yeah, very... give me, give me, give me, two, give me another third team to watch this offseason because obviously the, the hot stove is heating up early. You got the Rangers, you got Mariners. the Tigers. Now you had the you had the Reds too for a while. Mariners. Mariners have Make been reportedly easy. ready to spend. They have money. They say they have money. They say they're ready to spend the money. So they have a great young core. They'll be, they'll be a fun team. Fantastic to watch. core. They need a they need a few pitchers, which shouldn't be hard to do to try and get some pitchers into there. Uh, they could also make a couple trades. I think they they could probably probably and most likely will trade like Jake Fraley. You, you say they can make trades. It's Jerry Depoto. He will make trades. Yes, but I'm saying like big time, like give away their prospects. They don't generally do that. I think okay. they're going. I think. I think there's a good chance that they're he'll, in buy now, buy mode. Yeah, I think their offense is probably going to. Kikuchi is a free agent now. 
Yep. And uh, I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but those are my my three teams to uh, keep an eye on for this offseason. I Mariners. Like I like it. Rangers, Tigers. All in the AL. Yeah. I, don't I mean, nobody in the, in the NL is really. Uh, Everyone, everyone's looking to knock off the Astros in the AL. And in the NL, it's very split. Like, they're, the teams are either good or they're bad. You know what I mean? Or you're the Mets, where you should be good, no, but you end bad. up being bad. They're just bad. The Phillies were the, the Phillies and, uh, yeah, the Phillies were like the one team right around 500. They were 82 and 80, I believe. So. And I think the, the Reds were around 500, too. They were, but I think they were. I think they were. But they're in cell under. mode right now. Yes, they, yeah, they're done. Now, Castellanos leaving. They're going to end up probably end up trading Winker, I'd imagine. Probably just. Casti- probably Castillo, just, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, they got to just get rid of him at this right, point. Right, this is the third offseason in a row. That yeah. They, yeah. Just um, either either compete or just get rid of everything. Like, just like you have a, you had a good core. Just do something. Pick one. That's it. You got You got any yeah. other teams? I mean, I think you pretty much hit it on the head there. You ain't got a different team? Yeah, it's a refrain from New York. Yeah. Uh, Well, the Mets are interesting to watch because they have the fucking front office. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the Yankees can be very interesting to see what they do with the plethora of shortstop. They've been linked to about three of them. Obviously, sticking in New York, they've been linked to a lot of these. But if you really think about it, these are two teams that are very – interesting teams the Mets having zero front office no one yeah. wanting to work for them it seems like and yeah. having so many question marks Strowman with with Conforto with the depth the pitching you know the, so many question marks mm-hmm. and with no leadership very interesting yep. with the Mets with the Yankees they've been linked to these three of these five shortstops almost regularly um, they have talked about continuously staying under the luxury tax. Obviously, Garrett Cole's contract two years ago kind of give them looks like okay, we're ready to play, we're ready, ready to play, get back into it. Uh, DJ LeMay's extension. There are signs, obviously, trading for Rizzo. There are signs the Yankees are looking to get back to their old ways and spend some money. I think they'll be an interesting watch, especially considering Rizzo's a free agent. They still have Voight under contract, and Voight kind of wants out. Does he want out? And also, you know, any the big red flag for me was when they declined Brett Gardner's option. <laughs> and uh and put uh Tim LaCastro on waivers and uh Yeah. Greg Allen's gone Sox. too. What are they doing? Destroying this the core of this team. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> fucking they're three outfielders. Man. Labor and judge are growing out beards Beautiful. chaos in the Bronx. Beautiful. Um anyway. So moving on from the office, from the free agency, let's look back this year again with the awards. Uh, the finalists were announced for the main baseball writers awards, the rookie of the year, manager of the year, Cy Young and MVP. And we can go to the finalists in just a sec, but the gold gloves making history with some gold this year. The St. Louis Cardinals, the first team ever to have five gold glovers from in one season. I think it was Goldschmidt, Edmonds, Edmund, 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 Arenado, Bader, Bader. Arenado, and O'Neill. Yes. And shout out to Harrison Bader, man. Congrats to Bader. Uh, We knew it all along. And and I I did call it to him last year. Did you? 
Yeah, I said he's going to win a gold glove next year. We'll have to pull up the clip because you you were on a roll for a while. Um, <laughs> so congrats to them and 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 congrats to our guy Bader. Um, yeah, actually, really cool stuff. It, it was it might have been a little hotter than that. Cause I'll, I'll be specific. I I did say platinum glove, but gold glove counts. So we're we're good. Uh, right, we we Hank Aaron. get the the gold glove plate. <laughs> Hank, Hank Aaron Award, uh, Bryce Harper won for the National League, and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won for the American League, appropriately. Both of them MVP finalists. Yep. And that's where we are. Do you want to run through the gold glovers real quick? The, the um, I can. Give me one sec. I'm going to pull it up. I know Sean Murphy won in the Sean, Cash Sean Mur- which is pretty, pretty cool. Sean Murphy, Yuli Gurriel. Marcus Semien, Matt Olson, oh sorry, Matt Chapman, Carlos Correa, Andrew Benintendi, Michael A. Taylor, Joey Gallo, and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, six of them Matt were first time winners. Didn't get a qualifying offer either, which is interesting. He's not a free agent. Oh, they just want to trade him. Yeah, free agent next year. Uh, gotcha. Six of them were first time winners. Uh, Murphy, Guriel. Semyon, Correa, Benatendi, and uh, Michael A. Taylor were all first Correa time. Correa never won a gold glove? Nope. Oh, because the Cor- was that he had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy though, right? I was I was a little surprised too. That's wild. Okay. And uh, um, the, in the NL. The NL. Jacob Stallings, the, the entire Cardinals, Goldschmidt, Edmund, Arenado, Brandon Crawford, who stole the fucking gold glove, by the way. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, <laughs> Adam Duvall, who you don't think of him as a gold glove guy. You don't think of him as a elite defender. Dude had a fucking fantastic year. He had 19 defensive runs saved. That's and he had fantastic. Like 95 RBIs too, or 100 RBIs. Uh, 100. He was over 100. He led the nice, NL. Nice, well-rounded year for Adam Duvall. And then uh, Max Fried, back-to-back NL gold glove pitcher. I still don't agree with that. I think Stroman should have won it because Stroman made – so many, so many great players. He wasn't even a finalist. Actually, Ty, Taiwan Walker had the highest. What was he? Highest graded uh, pitcher. Yeah, the high. Uh, it was like the he was the ERS best defensive. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it was. But uh, Brandon Crawford uh, just totally robbed the. I really don't know how he got it. Uh, I mean, he, he had a good, definitely. He's a, he's a good defender. But when you're talking about fucking Nick Ahmed and Francisco Lindor, how Nick Ahmed, what he wasn't even a finalist, I don't believe. I got the finalist right here. No, Kevin Newman was the third one. Lindor had was second in the MLB in outs above average. With 25, he had, dude, he had 25, he had 10 That's more. missing like 30 games too. Yeah, he had 10 more outs above average over Brandon Crawford. And he had more than Brandon Crawford only had six defensive runs saved. I believe Lindor had 12. We can't have nice things. Like what did, did they Why just can't say? We have nice things. They said, all right, well, let's go with the fucking playoff guys and Jacob Stallings. And then, Which, by the way, is gone before the opening day. You think? It's first full season. It didn't hit that well. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, 
And then I, I feel like it was pretty appropriate for the most part. I mean, Guriel was not really good. I don't I really think here's, he only here's made my like one, two errors, though. Here's Go my on. one real gripe with the gold gloves. Yep. Arenado won it based on his name. Ryan McMahon. Ryan McMahon. Uh, who was the other finalist? He deserved it too. Manny Machado. They both they both had more had higher out had more outs above average, I believe. Uh more defensive runs saved. I mean, Arenado literally won it based on yeah, based on the merit. That's that's really that was that's it. Uh yeah. So any other uh any other comments no, on I the just, on the gold gloves? I just just think Ryan McMahon should have won. He had a fantastic year defensively. Lindor should have won I it. I think Lindor should have won it. Yeah. All right. So all right, we can't. We we'll can't. That's all it is. We'll, we'll start off with manager of the year. So in the National League, we got Craig Council of the Brewers, Gabe Kapler of the Giants, Mike Schilt of the Cardinals. In the AL, we got Dusty Baker well, of the At. Okay. What? I was gonna say, let's go. Let's go real quick. Okay, we can do that. Who do you, who you voted yes. for? I know who it's gonna be. Who's it gonna I'm be? I'm gonna. It's going to be Gabe Kapler. Okay. Who you voting? I'm going to give my vote to Mike Schilt. Okay. Why? I really want to see him <laughs> was sec- second year in a row because it happened last year to the White Sox, right? Is uh, that last year? Where, where Renteria went, Renteria? won it? But did he win it last year? Maybe. I don't know. But he, either way. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I want to see the manager get fired and win manager of the year. <laughs> Just for this fight. That's that's me. So funny. Uh yeah. I mean, we we know that they uh that the writers are literally fucking sucking off Gabe Kapler as we speak, as they did all fucking year. But it's weird because they were saying, you know, when he was with the Phillies, how bad of a manager he was. So my it, it, my it intu- really is very interesting. My intuition on this situation is that he's not a good manager. I think Farhan Zaidi is just a good general manager and makes Ooh, the right moves. Did. And he won executive of the year. Oh, wow. Look at that. I mean, come on. Gabe <laughs> Kapler is not a good manager. And if you actually think so, I think you're blind. Because, Dude, why? The Phillies were a talented team. Why didn't he do this with the Phillies? Right. Yep. He didn't have a bullpen. Right. But arguably, the Phillies had a more talented offense and pitching staff than the Giants. Yes. On paper. I mean... Kevin Gossman is your ace. The dude fucking was a reliever for the fucking past six yeah. years. Like, come on. Uh, I, my vote's for Craig Council. Okay. Regardless. The dude, the dude is the best manager in the NL, in my opinion. I mean, 100%. he just – dude, he just does these fucking wild things. He's a genius. He Baseball, makes all, genius. all the right moves. Yep. All the right moves. With a legendary batting stance. Hell yeah. Uh, in the AL, what do we got? In the AL, we got Dusty Baker of the Astros, Kevin Cash of the Rays, and Scott Service of the Mariners. Who's you your vote? Who I'm voting, right? Uh, no. Give me Scott Service. I mean, what he did I had with a this, feeling with that you were going with Mariners him. club. Yeah. I mean, listen, this team was in contention up until the very end. Yeah. And this, it was a very, very young team, and, and the season got off to a really rough start with the the between the top of the executive getting canned for saying some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, that which was fucking wild still to me. Yep. Um, you know, having so many different guys in and out, not really having Kyle Lewis for most of the year, who was the Air Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah. 
did a great job piecing this team, piecing that lineup together night in and night out, mm-hmm. really getting the most out of his guys and on it, keeping them in the playoff race and, and really giving himself even more job security. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the AL, none of them are really a wrong pick. Right. Um, I, I think it's going to be Kevin Cash, but I'm also going to give my vote to Scott Service. Uh, and originally it was Kevin Cash, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm switching my vote personally uh, because I saw earlier that Scott Service, or yet last night, sorry, uh, the Mariners had the most one-run wins. They had also the most come-from-behind wins, and they were a team that nobody expected to be there, and they did it, so... He also, uh, I saw some like in-depth shit or something with like the relievers that he put in won this certain games and it was like 10 more than the next guy. So, and that's also, don't forget after trading their fucking all-star closer yeah, to a division rival with, with a sub one ERA while you play them. <laughs> yeah. During the series. Yeah. Fucking so, well. All right. What else we got? All right, rookie of the year in the NL, we have Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals, Jonathan India of the Rays. His father grew up in Oceanside, and Trevor Rogers of the, of the wait, 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 wait uh, Jonathan India of the what? You said the Rays of the Reds. Wow, that's and Trevor Rogers of the Marlins. I like the idea to give it to Rogers. He had a fantastic year, and you know, we, we, you and I both said, "Who the fuck is this guy?" What a fluke when he tossed a fucking gem against the Metro of the year. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Nia, though. Uh, you know, his father grew up in Oceanside, by the way. Um, still need to confirm this, by the way. We have to get on that in terms of confirmation with that. Um, but I, I, he led the Reds, really kept him in it all year long. He was, was yeah. a huge part of that offense. Yeah, I uh, have his numbers right here. I mean, he was off the charts. 113 o- OPS plus, 122 weighted, weighted runs created plus, 3.9 more leads to the three and more. So I, I'm giving my vote to India. Um, I think it will be India too. Um, Rogers, had he pitched the entire season, there's a good shot that it would be him. a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that was his really uh, – his, Achille- uh, his Achilles heel. But uh, he's got a, he's got a great future and he'll be fine. In the AL, we got Randy Arosa Reina and Wander Franco of the Tampa Bay Rays, both of them, and Luis Garcia of the Astros. Who are you picking? I don't think there's any real clear cut winner here. No, like I, th- I think in some of the other ones, it's very much a clear cut. Franco came up late. Arosa Reina did have a great year. I think Rosarino was still riding a lot of that postseason notoriety going into the year and, and you know, throughout the year. Okay. As a player to watch. So he could have gotten away with a, a subpar year, even. I'm going to give my vote to Wander Franco because okay. that on base streak he had, what was it, 40 games, something like that? That's right. Absurd. Yeah, I don't remember what it was exactly. Like, it, it was absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something like that. I would say he is, I mean, that alone at, at that age, uh, granted, he is a top prospect. He, we are expecting him to do stuff, some wild stuff like that. Yeah. But what are the 45, 47 game on base streak? It's, a, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. In that division, too, no less. Yeah. 
I, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, I agree. I, I am going to go with Randy Rosarena, though. I mean, he just his numbers are the best out of the three. So it's just uh, can't go against it. And he's a good defender, too. So and he stole home yes. in the World Series. I mean, in the sorry, in the division series. Cy Young in the National League. We have Corbin Burns of the Brewers, Max Scherzer of the Dodgers and Nationals, and Zach Wheeler of the Philadelphia Phillies. Who's your pick? The second half was fucking incredible, man. I'm going to have to give my vote to Corbin Burns. Guy did it throughout the year. I didn't night out. Yeah, he got, he got a little bit later in the year, but Again, early return starter, you're going to have that burnout towards the end of the year. It happens. He was able to push through it. Fantastic in the playoffs, too. Not that this yeah. goes into the, go not far, that that goes into yeah. the, no, not that that goes into the award at all, but right. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, but, but my vote's going to go Cor- Corbin Burns, but you really can't count out what Scherzer did when he got traded. Sorry, you know, the deadline day yeah. to the very end of the year. You mm-hmm. can't discount that in the slightest bit. And, yeah. Does that's gonna be the top two? Zach yeah. Wheeler, though, what a fucking campaign he had! Yeah, deservingly in the top three, you know. And this is the guy that the Mets fans really were hoping to see, and you know, took a little anger and spite and across uh, rival to really show it. Fine, no good for nah, him. I still wanted them to sign him back. Fuck, fuck know, Brody. Uh, I'm going with Corbin Burns. I mean, I think it's just plain and simple. I think that he's just the very clearly was the best pitcher in the MLB this year. Outside the ground, it's half season. Yeah, that's, that doesn't count. Uh, in the American League, we have Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees, Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays, and Lance Lynn of the White Sox. I'm going to go Robbie Ray. Robbie it's Ray. It's simple. It's just easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you like if you like sabermetrics, though, if you like the in-depth stuff a lot. It's Garrett Cole, right? Then it is Cole. Cole's, Yeah. Yeah, Cole I had mean, a great year. Don't get me wrong. You, you want to look look at FIP or ERA and FIP, for example. Cole had a three three point three uh, three point two three, sorry, and Robbie Ray had a two point four eight. So a solid was that seventy five points or so, and then FIP Cole had a two point nine two, and Robbie Ray had a three point six nine. So I mean, and their whip 105 the way, nice. and 104 thank you and yeah uh i know sierra in uh sierra cole leads him too so yeah. right all the I all mean, these in-depth standard metrics that you can't really explain without a calculator um there it, it really depends on what you value as a, a voter um, yeah and again we've given these guys we've given fans ample opportunities to vote on who you guys think should win these awards so go check out our social medias uh definitely get on that we might nope, even no more votes. down to keep the three no more votes no no because no because people are stupid and they couldn't read people are people are stupid and no not not only that just the people will add in like oh scherzer was good in the playoffs so like picking him like no it's not how it works dumbass so, so, so. so going forward we'll uh we'll only get top three when the finals get announced uh yeah, no, no, we have to do it right at the end of the season. No, we'll talk about it. Uh, 
in for the most valuable player award in the National League, we have Bryce Harper of the Phillies, Juan Soto of the Nationals, and Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres. Who's your choice? I want to say Bryce because he, he really did have a great year, but I'm going to go with Juan Soto. Young Godo. Yep. Uh, just, just too good of a year to ignore. Yeah. I mean, Bryce was definitely the best hitter yes. in uh, stats-wise in uh, the National League uh, for the full season. And I think that uh, his overwhelmingly good second half really uh, really pushed him to the spot. overwhelmingly with good looks. That too. Because, um, I mean, it, it seems as if every year we're like, oh, Tatis has got this fucking like. And then know, he gets hurt and, and, he, and, and do some, some wild shit. And, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe Tatis next year, but uh, I'm giving my giving my vote to Soto. I mean, he is just barely under Harper in every statistical category besides like home runs, and, and on base percentage, right? Well, he he led, he led the. I think he led the entire MLB in on base. What was his on base percentage, by the way? <sighs> Hold on. It's Juan Soto, right? At 22 years old, 23, 23 that on, out of nowhere. Uh, 465, and Bryce Harper's was 429. At 22 years old, he got on base 46. Let's round up 47% of the time. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> it's insane. What team you play for, that's absurd. Yeah, it's insane. That's some video game bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Bryce, Bryce took him in slugging, obviously. Bryce is more of a power hitter, which is obviously in turn he – he had six more home runs, and he uh, also in a, in a small ballpark too. That too, good call. Uh, so he 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 upped him in OPS plus and weighted runs created plus. Can you imagine but, Soto and Citizens Bank with the fucking the wind tunnels, the fucking short short no. the, the small field, the the alleys, no. the high wall. Oh. But uh, I think I think a, I think a good. Uh, a good judge is his expected their expected slugging compared to their real slugging. Bryce Harper's real slugging was 615, his expected was 598, so it's a 17 point drop. And Soto's was 534, and then his expected is 533, so it's only one percent drop, so or a one point drop, sorry. And uh, I, I think that that's a I think that's a big key. I think that shows that Bryce Harper was playing in a much better park. Um, and also going by WAR, he sort of was the best. Uh, F WAR, he's at six point five to six point six. Actually, in F WAR, Trey Turner has it led the league at six point eight, and then in B WAR, Soto had uh, a seven WAR and. Bryce Harper had a 5.9. So that's What's my the, choice. Between F war and B war, is it Fangrass the baseball reference? Correct. Okay. All right. And then in the AL, Shoei Otani, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Marcus Semien. Who's your choice? Give me Vladito. Vladito Jr. I mean, the dude's just a beast. I understand Shohei did it both ways. Shohei to get lit up a little bit at the end. 
I understand the hype about Shohei. I get it. I totally understand. But I'll take Vladdy Jr. All right. Um, I'm cheating. Okay. You're gonna give the judge. No, I want a first. I want a first place for both Otani and Vlad. I want a tie. They both deserve it. I mean, they both deserve it in different ways. Vladdy was the best hitter in the MLB this year, but Otani was, yeah, far and away, and he was the most productive hitter too. I mean, just you know, and then Otani was. The best is the game player, yeah. Which is why I brought watchability to the sport. He brought entertainment. And he brought something that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. So, um, <laughs> it's I, I get it. I get it. I know uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, that there should be more like the. Uh, the NFL awards, you know, the uh, defensive. No, 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 no. Like the outstanding player and then the MVP or whatever it's called. What's it called? It's so stupid. It's so stupid. What's improved and whatever. No, no, no. What the fuck is it called? This. Either way. Um, one thing I want to note about all six oh, MVP finals. Off- offensive player of the year. Or like yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. No, and MVP. Like separate them. Yes. Um, one note about all six MVP finalists. None of them were on a playoff team. None of the six were on a playoff team. So this notion that you have to be on a playoff team to 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 win MVP, this and that, kind of getting a little traction towards fuck fuck that. You know, but, and I've always hated that idea that you've had to be on a playoff team. To, to you don't have to. Pay. It's literally not in the rules, but it, it's just right. writers. It absolutely like it. help you. So it makes you wonder, though, since the Blue Jays were, what, a game away from being in the playoffs, does that help Vladdy since he was in the playoff race? Yes, it does. I think it does. I think he's because he's played more meaningful baseball down the stretch. And I think that's what yeah. has a lot to do with it, more meaningful baseball. So you play your best in meaningful games. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, do I agree with it? No. Yeah. But I still give it to Vladdy either way. Yep. So we're going on, what, 100 minutes for episode 100 here? Uh, seems like it. Listen, you know, let's think about this. If we had the other, If we had the other two. So we got a whole lot longer. <laughs> no, wouldn't happen. Feels good doing a podcast just two of us though for a while. It's been a while since we did this. That's yeah, nice it's change been, of pace. Been, I mean, last time we did a podcast, a year longer. Yeah, last time we did one, just two of us was in person on audio only. Crazy, man. So crazy. Yep. Check us out on YouTube at Take a Pitch on socials at Take a Pitch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, download. Undo all that, then do it again if you have to. Fuck it, why not? Right? Um, Don't do that. If you want to leave two reviews? Fuck it, do it. You could do that. Um, 
as long as they're good. Otherwise, premeditated murder. Calling it right now. You fucking tell your lawyer. I don't care. All righty. Uh, check out the other podcasts on the network. From the tips, great golf content. On the power play, great hockey content. Hockey's in full swing. Your round is looking a little rough there, bud. All right. <laughs> uh, Tri-State Sports Beat is on a bit of a hiatus, as is the cut. So we will uh, hopefully be on new stuff, new new episodes from both those podcasts soon. Probably not. Wow. <laughs> okay. You know what? All right. Let's see how it is. Anyway, um, episode 100 in the books. Here's to another 100, if not 200. And uh, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah. It's been something. Say that much. It's definitely been something. (laughs) All right. We'll see you at some point in the near future. Next week. week, The week after. We got to figure out what day. We'll figure out the day. Next week. Um, All right. Some point next week. We'll see you next week. uh, Next week. Again, as Billy loves to say, if you're not watching and you're only listening, Stream it a little bit on YouTube. Go watch, you know, my facial expressions definitely. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, feel free to just pop it on the car. Maybe continue where you left off. Obviously, this is the very end. We should probably start doing this in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, just give us a run of the plays a little bit. Help us out. Don't forget, sopazon.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P. Get yourself some fucking soap. Stop fucking being so smelly. Uh, Soap's great. I love it. I use it all the time. Yes, sir. Mac and and, and Mike, hopefully we'll have you guys back for next week. Billy, always a fun time. Peace out. Peace. Love you.